Hello. comfortable. Hello. Welcome to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, welcome to my podcast from your lounge uh, using your equipment. I wanted to test. I wanted to see if um, I wanted to to test these mics and see if we could actually, if it was a possibility, yeah. do a podcast in a lounge room. Oh, I think it's definitely possible from what I can see now. We've got the right equipment here. So as you can see, I the equipment. I mean, we do podcasts professionally. Podcasts. When I say podcasts. They're audio tours, as you know. <laughs> um, and so these mics are amazing mics. They're such great mics. So yeah. Let's um, hopefully everyone listening can mm. get a pleasant experience in oh. their ear. Oh, it's so good right now. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's one of those things when you just you hit the right note, you know. This yeah. Is, this is it. Um, yeah, it, this is really weird, by the way, because I haven't done a podcast not on my new series, things we've learned in Melbourne. Ah, oh, yeah. And just for the locals in a really long time. Mm. First of all, and second of all, it's been uh, one hell of a ride, and you know we hit. 40 episodes the other day oh and you're the first person that has a podcast <laughs> that's also on a podcast ah interesting i mean my podcast so mm. that's interesting yes so i'm your first guest that has a podcast is yeah you? okay yeah yeah, yeah. So how so I guess my first question is um when people step up to the mic they're usually pretty confident or it's take them a while to warm oh up to that's a great question so You've done podcasts. It's like a whole different thing yeah. with you. But what I can tell you from working with my previous guests is it's really fun to see people getting so jittered and be like, I've never <laughs> done a podcast before. How does it work? Um, what do I do? Do I just do I just talk to you? You know, like, do I need to do I need to say anything? What are the questions that I'm like, no, we're not preparing for anything. Nice. We're just having a conversation. So mm. that's one of the most interesting thing. And also rewarding thing about this podcast that I'm doing is because it's so organic. Yeah. You don't have a set of questions that you're going to go through. So to see people to come to me and, and be like, oh, this is the first time I'm doing a podcast. That is a really interesting and enjoyable experience. Mm. I didn't have to prepare. It could be myself. Oh, that's fun. And I think that's that's one of the main things that I've I've been loving about this podcast so yeah uh, and and it's funny because uh you touched on some people i had to deal with um some corporates who wanted to last week no week before to uh have uh, prepared questions for them they wanted the brief on what i was going to ask them and these are ceos of airports and hotels and stuff yeah i thought enough i'm gonna give them to you but fuck that i'm not gonna follow that like it's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast it's not about you know there are podcasts that, that, that do follow a format but yeah. like, and for this project we were doing it was actually a corporate project for sydney um but they hired us to do it in a story format ah, not in it so the guy okay. came so i sent the guy the um the uh questions and then the first thing he said i asked the first question i said so how does a doctor end up being a CEO of an airport? And he's like, we've gone off script already. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that was just to prep you, but I got other questions for you. And then, yeah. but in that, in that, and as shocked as he was, um, the beauty of that was he understood the nature of our conversation. He, he, he kind of broke out of that a little bit mm. and he could be himself. So, yeah. so in order to, to, and it takes some time, like when you, 
when you step in front of a mic to kind of just loosen up and be yourself. And, yeah. And we had a great conversation. You enjoyed it in the end. But mm. uh, yeah, people are, it's a bit, it's a, people can be a bit fickle. I've had a guy come to think of it who was the identical to Mark Zuckerberg and uh, a very, no very, very um, wealthy kid. Oh. from a wealthy family okay. and uh and i tried to interview him and i couldn't get couldn't budge couldn't get anything from him it was really difficult um and uh and so i just yeah the poor kid i don't think he'd been loved in his life to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard I'm it heartbroken. Was, yeah i was heartbroken no. too and i was trying to have a real conversation with him yeah um about you know the project that you're doing and uh and you know about life and stuff but he um that was really sad, and I actually had to cut that interview. I couldn't, it couldn't, it couldn't work. Like I'm like, oh. I don't know what to do here, and I can't. And the it's like the quite a controversial um, organization in a way. When I say organization, the relations and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so, and I'm like, oh, I just wanted to get something a bit real from you that I couldn't get. So so, I'm hoping podcasts. You know, oh, we know podcasts deliver that, but, yeah. uh, but if they don't, you really feel that they don't. Something similar happened to me the other day. Oh, go on. So, I mean, we have this project at work. I'm not going to say which project it is, but yeah. I have to interview a person who's really successful and I thought it was cool before I interviewed him. <laughs> <laughs> and then when when I interviewed him, I thought, oh, this is going to be really organic, you know, would you just be yourself and, and share your experience pretty much. And he went off on a on a whole tantrum about the passion and what he's trying to achieve. And it's just like not the topic at all. I mean, I understand that he's doing great things, yeah, but yeah. it's just not what we were talking about. Yeah. It's so weird. But then the more I try to steer the conversation in the right direction, the more off he went. Uh, that's interesting. And yeah. mm. there was nothing I could do to salvage it. So same thing, we had to cut it. Yep. But it was a good experience. It was eye-opening for me to, to see and understand, you know, how some businessmen would work in other way because they're so f set in their head. So, yeah. And you as a podcaster, you have to, um, you have to really push them back. Not that you have an agenda, but you, ha you, you have to, you're thinking about what your audience wants to hear constantly. Mm. Like when we do our podcast, we have a few, uh, we, we have to, we have to drop in a lot of hooks and call to action. So our, our podcasts mm -hmm. are about um, getting people to stop into places in the town. Yeah. So we want a reason for them to do that. Not just the story of the person, mm. but why, when you hear this story, what's going to make you go yeah. to that town and visit that town. Mm. So constantly, I have to constantly push people back and go, okay, we're back here now. Yeah. And I have the worst habit sorry can my letter swear i did um <laughs> we're, we're we're not really censoring anything on this show <laughs> yeah, so right. yeah go for it i have the worst habit and i've <laughs> kind of just i get full-on in conversations then take off on the left road and i have to pick myself up on it and go ah oh, hang on jared come back here come back come back come back so so that might happen today too loose so oh i mean that's what this show is about it's for you to just go all the way and then go. come back to what you're trying to say what's our subject of today do we have one we don't, as ah. I told you. It's hmm. it's all about you and you sharing your story. And so far, we've learned that you like to go off on a certain topic <laughs> and you like to share about your podcast. And that means that you're really passionate about it, which is great. It's actually interesting because I'm usually asking other people questions. So I'm curious about you now. Yeah. Oh. So this, we're going to clash in the middle because we're going to be oh, able to But this is a conversation. That's how it's supposed to work. You're right. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I thought it was interesting what we were talking about before about... Um, about when you go away 
Uh, I wish we were recording before, actually, before we started. I know. Yeah. I, I thought so, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The brain the brain of podcast hosts always thinking, oh, my gosh, that should have gone into a podcast. recording that. Should have yeah. gone, yeah. We anyway. should, we could, I think we, we should drop on it a little bit. Like, I think... Yeah, I think the, that's a good topic. It was a good topic. And I think the, the, the thing that stuck out most is, is when you go away for a few years and you come back home. Because I'm 40 now, so mm. I've been around the world a few times. Yeah. And, uh, and you're 25. Five. Okay, yeah. so... There's a bit of difference here. Um, and travelling, uh, yeah, travelled also in my 20s and 30s. And you and I were touching on before when you get back home, yeah. you feel like a stranger in your hometown. And yeah. I think even at, even when I got back home uh, at 30, when was that? 38, I got back home a couple of years ago. I felt like a bit of a stranger then. And um, but I thought that was interesting, and I didn't realize that most people, other people, would have that. So when you mentioned that, mm. um, I was hoping that you could tell me more. It's pretty universal, I think. It's not just us, and I've I've actually heard this from quite a few people that I hang out with, my friends, my acquaintances, um, people that have traveled a lot. I think it's the same thing for us to to go and. F- figure ourself out mm. and then when you come back and you've grown so much and you you know you just see new perspective and that's the beauty of traveling even if you travel um, for a couple of weeks or you actually stay there for a couple of years you come back a completely different person and I think that's that's the healing power of traveling so for me personally when I went to Australia I didn't really think much about how much I would change I just mm. knew that I would but I didn't, I didn't think about, oh, the fact that, yeah, I might change a lot and, you know, like, I won't see the things that I'm seeing now the same again. I just thought, oh, you know, it'll be really fun to experience now because why not? And, you know, this time will never come back to me. So then when I went away for two years, I came back home um, in a really loving way. I talked to all my friends and, and found that I'm so different mm. from them mm. and from the old me. And yeah, I felt like a complete stranger because obviously things at home have changed. Um, there are new buildings around. Mm. I was I wasn't sure where to go or you know like what's been happening. And then when I talked to my friends, they would be like, "Oh, that's been there forever." And I'm like, "What do you mean? <laughs> it wasn't there when I left." Yeah, yeah. Right. And then that's the physical things. But then mentally and spiritually speaking, I was really i think naive at the time before i left and i i just thought oh you know like certain things will never change yay and then yeah guess what two years later heaps changed (laughs) um and and i was really shocked at how (laughs) how things at home just stood still Uh, ah yeah yeah. in a way Mm. yeah Yeah. Mm. even though yeah i mean like physically things around you might have changed but the people around you, they're still the same people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not in a bad way, but in a loving way because you've changed so much, you've grown, you've learned new perspectives. And one of the things about Australia, I have to say, is um, when I came here, I was so surprised, like pleasantly surprised about two things. First was sustainability, wow. how everyone, you know, just had a keep cup on their hand. Oh, wow. That, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. that was mind blowing to me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there we go. First thing. Yeah. And second thing to me was mental health because you talk about it. And this is interesting because we get told that we don't talk about it. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 But then now, you know, you do talk about it way more than people in Asian countries do. 
even though I now also understand the Australian perspective, mm. it's they are very two very different stories. So I think in terms of like sustainability wise, I know that, oh, you know, like you have a whole thing here where you actually like um, something so similar to you guys as, you know, like having a separate recycling bin. We don't have that. Okay. Wow. And yeah, it's not mind blowing. We don't have that at all. People just get plastic cups and throw it away. It's the easiest thing ever. But now people actually have started to use keep cups. And you know, like when I came back home, I brought a bunch of keep cups and just gave it to my family. I'm like, please use these ones, okay? Um, and then now I also realized that the beauty of it is they're on their end, they're trying to do better. Wow. So yeah, mm. like they've introduced, you know, like reusable straws, reusable mm. cups, whatever. Um, and then on the mental health side, I understand that it's a taboo topic in Asia. Interesting. Okay. This is we don't good. talk about it at all. And mm. I think for us, the, the new generation, and as people might call millennials, we talk to our parents uh, knowing that it would be really, really hard to explain yeah. about mental health and the importance of mental health. And I think for me in particular, like my family, I can see so many issues now that I know more about mental health. Mm. Um, and I'm trying to help them to see it and to, to, to talk about it openly. It's already hard. And I've heard you talk about it on your podcast. You spoke yeah. about openly, which is really lovely. It's quite pleasant to do that. So oh, did, did your family hear that podcast also then? Well, I mean... First of all, my family doesn't really speak English. Okay. So even if they do listen to it, I don't know if they can get, get it. it. I'm hoping that they will, but yeah. yeah. How would you feel? Like, because for me, and I just think, oh, wow, if I spoke quite openly in that vulnerable space and my mum and yeah. dad heard it, I'd be like, I don't know if my, I want my mum and dad to hear that. Yeah. Um, let's say that uh, you did in your native language and then they mm. did hear that. Mm. How, how would you feel about that? Like, would you feel vulnerable? Would you feel, ah, oh, you need to know this. Like, let's, let's, this might bring us closer together. I think, I think so. I think when I started doing the locals, I, I was thinking I, in my brain, I was already branching out, you know, like, can I do it in my native language in the future? Or, mm. you know, should I do a show, you know, about topics that, we don't talk about um, because it's a, an education tool first and foremost, yeah. I think. And it's educative for me and for people around me. And, you know, my friends love learning about like mental health, for example. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, yeah, like, how about I do that? And then I thought it would be really hard for me to talk about it, knowing that my parents would listen to it. Mm. But on the other hand, I also think that it would be really important and it would be really good for them to hear because they need to hear it, even though it's hard. And maybe that would open a space to go, oh, yeah, I've been in that space, or they've been in that space, and mm. they understand that space, and maybe maybe you or myself don't understand our parents probably been in that space before. Exactly. But no one spoke about it back then, and still, mm. um, you know, in Australia, more so now in Australia, clearly, like as you've pointed out, which I wouldn't know that. Like, uh, I don't... Yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting to hear your perspective yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and yeah, I th and especially during COVID, like that was tough. And I think and understood and after that, every all my friends, everyone was being like, "Oh, that was fucked." Like uh, it was that brought, and it, it's shit in a way. But um, the, the I guess 
there was things that needed to come to surface for a lot of people also yeah. like and it was for me also last year like it was a really pretty uh, hectic year let's say a bit dramatic and you know but things had to come to a head at the end of the year and go ah, this can't work anymore I, in the company that I started I created a really shitty culture and I had to that culture couldn't sustain or mm. we would have failed really quickly and so um, I had to do the hard thing and let everyone go and start again, you know. Oh, and uh, wow. and that was and that was all through last year was quite traumatic, uh, quite a traumatic year for me, mm. um, because of um, I wasn't. Uh, you need your tribe, you know. You need your friends. You need your tribe. You need just people who share similar values. You got people around you that don't share that similar values. That depression or the the anxiety that they can't hold that space for you, nor do they want to, you know. And so, uh, so now the people that are higher now, amazing people. My CEO is just on another level. She's a medicine woman, you know. She um, she works. She worked with the Dalai Lama for or lived with the Dalai Lama for a year. She's a psychologist. That's um, amazing. And she's got a lot of other um, great credentials where she can hold those similar values. Oh. You know, I know your value. You, you know mine. We we bounce off that. We work really well together. And in that mental health state, and you know, she's um. I'm about to start, and I reckon I can talk about this. I'm about to start. It's quite stressful what I'm doing, and the stress is real. Because I'm not used to stress, and not can't say I've worked so much in my life. I just work very little and live very cheaply most of my life. Uh, <laughs> and now it's changed. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so, but I didn't want, and so the stress is keeps me up at night. It's very normal for any startup and any founder to be in this position. So, but I wanted to take a, a different route. So I started microdosing with um, mushrooms. Um, so with, uh, what do they call it? Is it mescaline? No, I don't think it's mescaline. Um, I can't remember what they actually call the medicine, but it's, um, but so with the magic mushrooms, just microdosing. Okay. So just a little bit, okay. a tiny little bit every three days. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then I use those mushrooms just to, and I haven't started yet. I start next week actually, mm. and uh, and in a very professional surrounding, not in a yeah. in a, a party surrounding. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a very different approach to it, um, but and and I'll expand onto this because um, because I went to Peru and lived in Peru for a while and worked okay. with with uh, the ayahuasca there. So um, most people might know, some people might know about the medicines in the jungle where you drink your consciousness. You, go into a different state of consciousness you can go to other worlds you can see other you know things happen but that's that's how i've dealt with mental health in the past i'm I'm going to go work with traditional medicines that have been around for thousands and thousands of years yeah understand um and it's it's always it always comes back to the same thing for me and i think it might be similar for many you know you're not following your truth you're living this fucking lie Mm. you know that's not you pick it up and and so with mental health, um, always taking that approach. You're going, okay, something's not right here. Need to go work this out. And so mm. alternative medicines or psychedelics, which are much more um, accepted. It's becoming much more accepted these days. In, the, in Especially in Australia, they're starting to... I think they're, they're in the University of Somewhere. I don't know, I just read recently. <laughs> the University that of Somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. We'll call it the University of Somewhere. Oh, I um, love that. Google it. Um, they're starting to to see the studies and the and the effects that mushrooms can have on people, like and and how it can do amazing things. You know, stop smoking, depression, anxiety, stress. Like it just it brings this. Be- it's a beautiful medicine to be able to step into that space. And I think that's the next step to talking about mental health mm. is stepping away from um, the Western drugs. I guess I had a friend that got off antidepressants a few years ago, 
Uh, I don't think she'll mind me sharing this story. A really close friend of mine uh, was uh, very much... Uh, she was near the end. You know, she'd had enough. Mm. She'd been on um, antidepressants for, since she was a teenager. She was 40 at the time. And um, I said, look, there's another way to do this. You don't need those antidepressants. There's, here, go to the jungle, go see this person here. Um, they'll set you up. Go work with the medicines. So she went there, she worked with the medicines and uh, it took her some time to to disconnect because 15 years of being an antidepressant really fucking oh. screws with your, with your wiring of your brain, you know. Imagine. So she had to rewire that. I remember talking yeah. to her on the phone. She couldn't even speak. She was stuttering. Going, I, and she's like, oh I, I can't gosh. speak properly because my, my, my brain's rewiring. And it scares the shit out of me. I'm like, yeah. wow, I didn't know that's what they do. It's been scary. Scary as hell. So no one ever talked about getting off antidepressants they just talk about getting on getting off the tough one and mm. uh but she took the medicine route and said traditional medicines she's amazing now she's she she is uh mm. she is just dominating life she's very in tune with her spiritual side very in tune with her truth and with her passions and so all this in two years uh we're coming up three years now actually um in three years that coming 15 years of depression antidepressants to three years of just flying through life it's mm. she and she connected with the medicine quite strongly some people do some don't i don't i have a, a relationship with it when i need to but she needed that to 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 really heal a lot of her life so yeah. mental health i think that might be the next stage of what's the steps to instead of throwing people putting the band-aid on it with um modern medication um let's kind of look a bit deeper you know yeah. let's look at Johan Hari is a great speaker about depression. Um, amazing. And uh, you can find him on the Joe Rogan podcast. He did a sensational chat mm. on there. But he Will talks do. about... Yeah, yeah. And he talks about, you know, if you're depressed, he doesn't talk about the, 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 uh, the, the um, other medicines, the alternative medicine. He just talks about get out, find your tribe, get to the gym, get a nutrition. Like, that should be it. It shouldn't be, let's throw a drug at you. Mm. Let's uh, let's kind of look at yeah. your life and dissect that a little bit more and see what we can do that. And I think, and coming back to COVID, back in circle, I think a lot of people were able to recognise that last year and go... Absolutely. Oh, okay, there's some shit coming to the surface here. I had multiple friends who got divorced last year and just supporting oh, them through that. And, and uh Yeah, it's terrible, but it... You know, they're all in toxic relationships that they shouldn't have been. Yeah, in. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but still, like you know, it's shit to go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Especially during a pandemic, but during yeah. a pandemic is the worst. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're all really happy for it. Like my yeah. fr- my friends are. Uh, most of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm really happy for it. They're like, oh, mm. okay, that wasn't yeah. serving me anymore. You know. No, yeah. You know, mm. that's actually really a, a really important point because when you talk about mental health, a lot of the time it's kind of because you're holding on to something that you should let go. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. yeah, I mean, if it's toxic, let it go. Yeah. And sometimes, and you know what, the, 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 the tough part about that is sometimes so we can't see what it is that we're holding on to, you know. Mm, it's I was, hard. Yeah, it's hard. I was yeah. in a relationship at the start of this year, mm. and that wasn't right at all. And I was so blinded, I couldn't see the toxicity of that until mm. I was able to step out of that with okay. medicine and, and go, yep. okay, like, oh, holy shit, you know, this is... <laughs> 
I'm so blind. Thanks for letting me know. You know, uh, with, uh, and uh, and yeah, it's working with uh, with, yeah. with the psychedelics. I guess also, I'm going. Oh fuck. Okay, and stepping mm. outside of that and going. Yeah, I was so blinded by that, and you know, I had friends who also said that's not right. This isn't right here. You know, mm. um, and so sometimes we can't see it. So when you've got a good tribe around you, <laughs> it helps for yeah. them too, and you trust them. Yeah, and you, you're not reactive. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, not at all. That helps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, so I, I guess I guess I'm just going into my experience with mental health, and and, and lo- I just want love to spread that word. Hey, there's other medicines in there. They're fucking amazing, and they will do. The Google Dr. Gable Marte or um, Graham Hancock or um, even Russell Brand. I think talks about the, mm. the medicines, the, the alternative medicines. Dr. Gable Marte is amazing. He would be the person I'd go to to, to listen to. Mm. He's like, there's alternatives to to step outside of this space. Yeah. Um, that, 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 that you know in this crazy world that we live in right now can uh, get yeah. a hold of you. <laughs> oh yay! A whole new you. Or a whole new world. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but that's beautiful. I, I think one of the things that you were talking about really struck a chord. I think um, I really love the part where you said you had to come to terms with what you were doing mm. because it was such a you were such in a, in such a bad space or yeah. phase or whatever mm. it was in your life and and work and you had to come to terms with the fact that it wasn't done right and you had to you know mm. recalibrate and I think that's beautiful because. A lot of people don't realize it. No, it, 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 it's it, it's true. And for months, I didn't realize that. But, you know, people can not realize stuff for years. Mm. Um, and to uh, recalibrate and, um, yeah. yeah, recognize. I guess there's something I ask myself every day that it'll go through my head. Is this serving me? No. Does this serve me? If yeah. it doesn't serve me, I have to cut it, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> and if it is serving me, that can, you know, it might be serving yeah. me in some hard ways, but it's serving me. But... Mm. Uh, and it's the same with people like and coming maybe uh, been on the planet uh, for 40 years you start to realise that uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that uh, there's a lot of people that haven't served me also now I have a really tight knit group of tribe around me you know mm. um, and we're not one tribe that hang together like one friend here one friend here and we all this you know yeah. and some of us do but, uh, but you know I just, it's very fortunate and I think to recognize that in 20s as, as most I'm guessing millennials are these days and go okay you're my tribe you're not but I guess uh, back then uh, <laughs> back then uh, I guess when you're traveling you kind of try and test all waters and all fads and all people I lived in a hippie community for a while mm. those guys are dicks they were the worst people in the world <laughs> <laughs> no comment uh, maybe not all of them but where I was they were they're so self-absorbed so self-obsessed so narcissistic uh, I and, mean uh, um, oh. And that was dark, you know. Yeah. But I wanted, but I, but I was in that space too, you know. And I thought, so I'm going to go play this space. And I became that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't really like myself for this. And then um, just about that. And you know, living, lived many different, lived in an eco village for a while. They're amazing. Those people are just most beautiful people. And then did some volunteering in Australia. Those people, you know, not so nice. So there's, I've been able to kind of go, okay, you're saving me. You're not saving me, you know, and yeah. kind of dissect that through. And that's the beauty of traveling, coming back to traveling. Yeah. Fuck, no one's going to be able to travel for a while. That's uh, why we travel. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But, I mean, you can find other ways to travel. I mean, not physically, but spiritually. <laughs> you know, just do all the things you can do within your power. And I, I think... Um, 
what you're doing is really important in that sense. Because oh, coming back to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. I think maybe we should give you a shout out for what you're doing because I, I've been loving it. You know, I just love your app. And um, for me to be able to like find the stories and just yeah. find out a little more about the town, even though I haven't been able to go because, you know, lockdowns on and off <laughs> you don't know when restrictions are going to change and yeah, you know like work life everything in between and readjustment to the old normal yeah so i'm just like oh you know i'm just gonna look at it and find out what's next Most, that's cool and, so, the, yeah. and that was kind of the point of it too we slept and fine-tuned it so well we still got a lot long way to go but it was for that and last year during covid our um and even we didn't even have an app then but our podcasts were were going off tap like people were downloading and listening to them and and getting a lot a lot of feedback so much feedback from thousands of people like that's amazing people, tens of thousands of people that's actually amazing. yeah yeah and and i think it was because we we're in lockdown and so people there was a way to kind yeah, of travel there you go. and yeah and they were able to listen to yeah. like we made this podcast tour um up through the wimmer Mallee, the silo art trail mm-hmm. so we went to these little towns it was we went in, the, in between the two lockdowns we went in between into these towns yeah and um, I just met, met people, heard some stories, pieced them together, um, spoke to the artists who painted the silo, spoke to um, some people who painted on the silo and, uh, and got their story. Mm. Um, there's some Indigenous stories in there too, which were really amazing, um, which opened my world to, to a new world. Yeah. Um, and, um, and yeah, so, so Storytown... Well, Storytown started, so... Um, I started Storytowns because I was hitchhiking around the world. And I may, I may have told you this, I don't know if it's a, but I'll repeat anyway. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? I love that story. It was a, that was um, me. I was in an ayahuasca ceremony um, and I had a very clear vision that I was, I was a doorman, um, I was a doorman at a hotel. Um, I was in a relationship and although she's an amazing person, the relationship wasn't right. Mm. Um, and I was in the middle of Sydney. I wasn't creative. I wasn't, didn't express any creativity. I was just, uh, this, I'm a dorm and this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life, you know. And this fancy hotel was awful. And so I, 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 I was able to, lucky enough to join a ceremony and, um, and I got this very clear vision. Uh, they call her the mother ayahuasca. She's like, she's... Um, she said, this isn't you. Like, this, the, the reason you're sitting in this depressed space, you're not living your truth. She said, you love traveling, you love hitchhiking, you love podcasting. Combine those three, get out and go fucking do it. <laughs> and she said, when you do that, the whole rest of the bit will fall into place. Oh. Like, things will happen. I'm like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe not. I've got the but, chills. Yeah, 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 it totally was. Yeah, it totally was. Ugh. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and so I... Um, I um, I thought, okay, I did it. So I, I, I had a really tough breakup uh, with the girl scene at the time. We'd been friends for 15 years. We'd been seeing each other for three, maybe three years, I think it was, and uh, it just wasn't working. And, yeah. and that was hard. And then I just picked myself up and went overseas and took my microphone and just started recording and hitchhiked around. Because I love hitchhiking. I've been hitchhiking for years. Ah. Hitchhiking is the best because um, nice. it's the best way 
every time I hitchhiked, you'd just land in the center of these little towns. You'd meet people. They would introduce you to their family, <laughs> some other people, the crazies, <laughs> the amazing, and all these people around. Oh. And you'd become part of the community in a really short amount of time, maybe a day or two. Everyone knows that you're in town. Everyone wants to feed you, show you their, their delicatessens, their local oh. foods, and their, you know, even to, I think, um, to a spa, I think I went at one stage. Yeah. Um, and, um, I think uh, even one, I was in Bologna once and some lady was a lecturer at a university and she took me down some path that it's not public and showed me all these letters from Albert Einstein. Like the, he wrote these love letters to someone. He said, oh, these are these letters. I'm like, wow, this, this, you know. Uh, and all these little things would happen. So, yeah. so hitchhiking was great. And yeah. Like, oh, this is amazing. So, so I made the Hitchhiker podcast, which is on Spotify. I think it's still out there somewhere. I think um, if you yeah, search for I, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's still out there. <laughs> it must be out there somewhere. It's, uh, I'm sure I think it is. Uh, it was fun. The production's not great. Sorry if anyone listens to it. But uh, <laughs> I hadn't produced for 10 years, and then I came back into it with that. Okay. And so uh, so I made that. And then that it went really well, and, and that's when Storytowns, I'm like, I think every town needs a story, like where – people not everyone wants to hitchhike but let's say you're traveling from one end of the country to another every town that you go through yeah there'll be little little stories that will that will connect you to the town and then the idea was to not just hear the stories because you can hear stories from your lounge Mm. but actually feel like you're there you know we Mm. talk as if we're in the car with you look out your window look to the left you'll see Mm. the mountain up there that's Mount so the younger mountain up here it's the youngest volcano in australia and and then we'll get a story about that maybe some indigenous background about that and um beautiful and then tell people hey you can go crawl into the into the actual um middle of that volcano just drive up this road up here and mm. uh, and that's what happened when i was hitchhiking like people would just go drop me off go there go see this go do that go do that it's like oh how do you Aww. capture that in a short podcast yeah so, so uh so story towns was born and then uh and then i think that's the beauty of um of uh you know in the pandemic to be able to share other stories of towns that people could actually um people really liked people really liked them and i was so chuffed that people loved them because uh, I'm like I don't know if these will work, but let's put them out there and see what happens. They do. And They're they, amazing. Well, they failed the first few times, to be honest, and so I went well. back and <laughs> and uh, and we we stuck cameras in people's cars to see how they would respond to the audio to the podcast, mm. and then we started to see what people really really liked and what they uh, uh. and it was a real. So if you're listening to the podcast at home. Uh, if you go for a drive and uh, hopefully in the next week we'll have the GPS um, feature on there so you don't have to touch it it should just play Yeah. and go to these towns um, mm-hmm. you'll get a whole other experience yeah and, uh, I wish I could drive and do that oh Lou you got to get your <laughs> license oh that's right we have to teach you to drive oh my god <laughs> oh yeah okay fingers crossed this time next year I already know how to drive um, I promised I was going to teach you last time too. oh so. thank you but I think what I really got from you, and I mean, like, thank you for your sharing your beautiful story. What I really got from you was like this beautiful circle of knowing what doesn't serve you, yeah. what served you, yeah. what works for your mental health, what mm-hmm. doesn't. And they tied in really nicely together because if you're doing what you love, yeah. if mm. you find out what you want to do in life and you do it, then your mental health will be in check. Very much in check. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And 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 maybe that's easier said than done. Oh. I mean, that took me 38 years to work that out. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but just, and it's been inspiring seeing you because you're already, you kind of, you're feeling your way through and you know that you love talking podcasts. Oh, thank you. And so, so it's kind of inspiring. 25, yeah. I'm like, oh, 
fuck, I wish I was 25. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it'll take me like 13 more years until I find out what I actually want to do. So I'll hit the same way, you know? Like, yeah, You're I'll well like, on your way. So yeah, I'll be like calling Jared in 13 years and be like, hey, I'm 38 and I've just found out what I wanted to do. So um, same same kind of thing happened, okay? <laughs> I'll be nearly retired by then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then you know that it works the same way. It just took the same amount of time, even it's though true. I'm kind of touching it. So, yeah. Mm. I think what I'm trying to say is just you don't know how long it's going to take you, but at least if you know that that's the way you go about it. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be a traditional way because, I mean, like, mm. you know, like the old, you know, go to university, career ladder. Totally. Blah, blah, blah. might not work for a lot of people. And we just need to have the courage to see it and to accept it. I think you made a good point too because um, I did really bad at high school, like really poorly. I was quite sick, so I was, I was, I was oh, no. and I didn't realize I had diabetes, and no one knew until five oh, years ago. No. So, but I didn't go to university because okay. my brain couldn't function. Fire wasn't very okay. healthy, um, and that's and so. But I knew that I really loved, I really loved telling stories. Like, as, as yeah. kid, but no one harnessed that at school, so I wasn't aware of that. Mm. So, and I wish there was someone there to point that out to me. Yeah. I didn't know I was a creative until about a year ago. Um, it only kind You're of occurred kidding. to me. Yeah, it didn't occur to me at all, and it didn't occur to me until my CEO now, Simone, God bless her. She said, "Jared, you're doing. We've just been. We've been a bit compromised recently. Working with a, mm. um, a let's say, a landing pad in San Francisco. Um, they're kind of trying to push us to go in one direction, but it's not sitting really yeah. well with me." And she said, "Jared, you're about stories. You. This is why you traveled. This is you were part of these stories. Like, uh-huh. and so, oh, I didn't realize like uh-huh. stories is what I love. And I don't love the word story because it's so overused by in commercially now that I just yeah, despise it. True. Um, and people are just hanging off that. And 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 but, um, and something we're still exploring, to be honest. Um, but she seems like, Simone's like, you've just been part of these chapters of people's lives. You know, that's why you hitchhiked. That's why you did that." And so, um, so I, I, even as a kid, I remember writing stories and presenting them in class and everyone just thought they were too strange. I'm like, yeah, no worries. And, uh, and I did bad at school and bad at university, but, um, but I always knew I loved traveling. So when I started traveling at 24, I just kept traveling. I'd come home, work for three months, do a shit job, go away for seven months and then just live very cheaply. And so I kept doing that. So I think you're right. Like there was something to tell people and i wish they would teach this in school maybe they Same. do now it's like where's your passion where's it lying just really hard if they don't really? oh, no. i don't think so yeah mm. a little bit of asmr there i don't think so <sighs> damn it I yeah. wish it did well yeah. this is it then i mean i hope this gets to a lot of people fingers crossed lou because i mean <laughs> if you think about it a lot of people are book smart but yep. a lot of people are street smart and there's nothing yeah. wrong about it. Yeah, yeah. And you just need to come to terms with what you're good at. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, if you're not performing well in school, that's fine. <clears throat> it's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. It's And it's, it's not the B's knees. It's not the... You, there's so many other options out yeah. there. Um, and yeah, and, and within that, I was made to feel pretty silly and dumb, but I knew I wasn't, but I knew I had street smarts. And those first years when I left school... Um, I did become quite successful because that's what they train you for in radio. I fucking hated it though. It was oh. awful. It was horrible. Okay. Um, but it gave me some good skills to be able to do what we're doing now. So yeah, I don't yeah. regret that. And well, I met some good. amazing people and wonderful people and good experiences. Mm. Um, but if anything, if I was at school, I think I loved ceramics. And if that was harnessed more, um, that wasn't my part. The university didn't have that plan for me. Mm. But um, I, 
but if if there's time and space, if I love ceramics, I would imagine maybe this maybe maybe not maybe the system or maybe the school system or maybe your parents would push you into that and go yeah keep doing ceramics if you love it keep doing it you know yeah. let's support that yeah. didn't happen back in the 80s uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the early 90s uh, but I think it might be a little different but maybe it's not so different now maybe it's not so different I don't know I'm a bit out of touch with them um, with I, the, I don't think it's really really different I think it's just a little different mm-hmm. so you think that it's progressive and I, I'm a person that loves education, but I got to tell you, it's not done right, right mm. now. Mm. And that's what I do for a living, right? Like I, yeah, I support yeah. experiential learning. You got you to gotta do to know how well you can do it. And you got to do it to understand if you love it. Yes. Yeah. Mm. There we go. You have to. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Mm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Thanks, Lou. Thank you for your time and for hosting. <laughs> for hosting on I my podcast. host a podcast. This is the first. How do I not host a podcast? That's going to be my next question. Yeah, this, this is the first. I mean, maybe that will be the next phase of this podcast. I'll be like, instead of hitchhiking like you did, I'll yeah. be like asking people to host for me. Nice, nice. Right? That would be so cool. I think that's the way to go. You're flipping <laughs> podcasts in their head. Yeah. Yeah, just flipping it on the set. Oh, I love that. Love it. Oh, thank you. All right, let's eat snacks. Okay, we have snacks. Let's do it. Done.